0: at either 414-442-7411 or at www.parklawn.org. I hope to meet you soon.
1: If you can go to the scriptures, uh, Psalm 37, 36, sorry. Psalm 36, 7 through 9. Psalm 36, 7 through 9. And just park there for a moment. This is a very brief, a very brief word that we're going to, to share right now. But my aim is to provide some Some somewhat of a foundation for the panel that you're going to hear in several moments. Psalm 36, 7 through 9. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation once I get there. But there are four points that I want to make before I take my seat and the panel comes forward. Again, there are four points that I want to make as it relates to extending love authentically to those who may have what society deems as special needs and the families that love and care for them. The first point is this, God loves and cares for all people. I'll say it again, God loves and cares for all people. And so we pick up in scripture there, it says, how precious is your unfailing love, O God, all humanity, somebody say all, all humanity finds shelter in the shadow of your wings. God is not excluding anybody. He didn't put conditions upon that. All of humanity you feed them with, from the abundance of your own house, letting them drink from your river of delights. For you are the fountain of life. You are the light by which we see. He loves everybody. God wants the best for everybody. Without conditions. Point number two, God has a purpose for every person that is on the face of this earth. A lot of times we hear phrases like that and we say, or we, we, we utter an agreeable, remarkable statement, but our practice doesn't suggest that. Our practice suggests that we overlook people. Our practice usually suggests that we exclude people. And I'm refreshed by the words of Joyce Myers. She says this. She says, there is a person that's anointed for everything that needs to be done on the earth. So that not, not only is there a purpose for every person, but there is an anointing. Let me say it like this. In the book of Joel, the prophet said, God said, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon All flesh, somebody say all. Come on. All flesh. No conditions. He didn't exclude anybody. Then he said, Sons and daughters shall prophesy. Didn't say anything about their, their ability, didn't say anything about their cognition. Say anything about their wellness as we would have it. He said, All flesh. Romans, Paul says, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not who is socially accepted. Not who has certain figures in their bank account, not not who went to Marquette. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's interesting that we put boundaries where God didn't put boundaries, right? And, and, and and, And where he did put boundaries, we want to remove those boundaries. Too often those who may have what we call special needs or may have children or loved ones who may have what we call special needs are on the margins of society. They dwell on the periphery. They're like Mephibosheth and they, they live in the land of Lodabar because society overlooks them and the dignity is withheld and they, they, they don't see the value but God says all flesh. The psalmist said, all humanity finds shelter under his wings. And before I close, I just want to share briefly about Moses because, you see, Moses is somebody that we revere. Not only in Christianity, but even in Judaism. He is a reverenced individual. But guess what? Moses has some special needs. (laughs) Come on now. You see, again, we put boundaries where, where, where we really shouldn't put boundaries. We, we look at the conspicuous things. We, we look at the things that are right in front of our face. So if a person has a wheelchair or if a, if a person has a walker or if a person cannot communicate like we can, we overlook them. And we don't realize that we got a special need. Hallelujah. Come on, we need patience and we don't have it. We, 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 we need peace and we don't have it. We, we need to know how to control our tongue because we mean and we nasty. That's a special need in my book. <laughs> Come on, get thee away from me, Satan. I, I rebuke you. Get away from me with all that. Talking about special needs, well moses had a special need he he was an angry individual and his anger caused him to step outside of purpose and he thought he was bringing deliverance by killing an egyptian but it was not the way that god intended for it to be moses was a fugitive special need but we find that moses ran to the desert and He dwelt in the desert for a long time until he came across a bush that was burning one day. And the Lord God revealed himself to Moses, and he had a conversation with Moses, and I'm paraphrasing, but he began to give instruction to Moses. And he says, Moses, I have heard the cries of my people, I've seen their suffering, I've seen their oppression, and now I'm sending help. Go! Moses knew he had a special need. He said, who am I? Some of us know, like, look, I don't know if you want to get too close to me because I'm not all the way right yet. He said, who am I? I noticed in scripture that God did not have a debate about what he could or could not do. He said, I will be with you. See, even if you have a special need, it does not preclude you from having the Lord God of heaven with you. Moving on. This conversation conversation continues to chapter 4 of Exodus. And Moses says, but God, I I can't really talk right. I get tongue-tied and my words get all tangled up. Translation, Moses, some say he had a stuttering problem. He he couldn't articulate well. So how am I going to go before Pharaoh and say anything? Special needs. But what I love about God, where we are weak, he is strong. He takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He, he takes the weak things of the world to confound the strong. His special need did not stop him from being used by God. And that is part of our message on today. Don't overlook those that society may deem as being differently abled or diversely able. God still loves them. And has a plan for their life. What I love about this scripture, and I'm going to take my seat, is that he uses people to supply the needs. Paul says in Ephesians, every joint should supply. See, this is why you got to be in church. That's why you got to be connected, because God knows you got some special needs. He know you got some weaknesses, but if you are apart and if you are isolated, you don't have access to what your brother or sister can give you to help you. And so the body does not grow and become all that it can be. So God says, okay. I'm pretty sure God was getting a little irritated, right? A little ira. And he says, okay, look, there's your brother Aaron. Take him with you. And what I love about Aaron is that Aaron didn't use it as an occasion to try to usurp Moses. Aaron stayed in his lane and allowed Moses to still be the leader. But where Moses was weak, Aaron was strong. And they walked together in partnership. They walked together in community and look at what happened. The Bible lets us know clearly that he led them out. They crossed the Red Sea, all the Pharaoh's chariots and armies were drowned and they won the victory. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for that. Today is about acceptance. Today is about affirmation. Today is about acknowledgement and recognize that we are stronger together. God has nobody to throw away he has no one that's worthy of being overlooked and if there is no place where anybody should be accepted it should be in the house of god amen 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 parkline assembly of god exists to share the light life and love of jesus christ as a part of this mission join us for special services workshops and encounters
0: parkland assembly of god is located at 3725 north sherman boulevard right in the heart of the city of Milwaukee. You can contact us by phone or on the web at either 414-442-7411 or at www.parklawn.org. I hope to meet you soon.